Welcome back to A Twist of Faith. As always, I am your host, Alex Parkview. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the Black Pope, Anton Zandor LaVey. He is the founder of modern-day Satanism, author of the Satanic Bible, and he is the authority on Satanic magics, with a K, to differentiate, because he feels like magic with a C is just some nonsense that people do for their own amusement. What kind of man takes it upon himself to fine-tune, to hone a religion, to create a Bible for said religion? Is he just some nut job looking for followers? Is he just really that sincere in his desire to break away from all the, as he called them, hypocritical religions that exist? There's going to be a lot of discussion about the man. I'm going to go into a couple detail points that I found, and I'm going to leave it up to you to decide for yourself. And as I said in the last episode, by the time I'm done, hopefully you just have an idea. A new thought. Maybe you don't hate Satanism. Maybe you find out it's your religion. Who knows? I'm just going to tell you about the man behind the religion, and then we're going to break down the religion in future episodes. Stay tuned. Anton Zandor LaVey was born as Howard Stanton LaVey. His parents were of Jewish and Protestant backgrounds, and he had a typical upbringing he was a troubled child by many accounts, but then again, these days, who isn't a troubled child by many accounts? It didn't take long for LeVay to decide that he wanted to break away from the norms. It's on record that he was not a fan of hypocrisy, and he witnessed much of it. He witnessed much religious hypocrisy during his teenage to early adult years and was disgusted by people using religion as a spiritual cleanser for their lascivious nature. Basically, the people that felt like they could go out and sin and do whatever they wanted, lust after their neighbor, all the things that the Bible tells you you're not supposed to do. These people were doing, and then they were just confessing because that, in their minds, was all they had to do and everything was handy dandy. But then they weren't really sorry for what they did because they went back and did it. There's an example on record, a quote from LeVay, and it says, On Saturday night, I would see men lusting after half-naked girls dancing at the carnival. And on Sunday morning, when I was playing the organ for tent show evangelists at the other end of the carnival lot, I would see these same men sitting in the pews with their wives and children, asking God to forgive them and purge them of their carnal desires. And the next Saturday night, they'd be back at the carnival or some other place of indulgence. I knew then that Christian church thrives on hypocrisy and that man's carnal nature will out. Now, briefly, in the previous episode, I touched on the hypocrisy that you see in a lot of churches. They tell you what they want to tell you to make you believe what you need to believe to support their religion. And no religion could survive without an adversary. Christianity has the devil and Jesus, God and the devil. The devil is the big, bad, scary, horned, hellfire, brimstone. You get the idea. So basically, LeVay recognized that the Christian church thrived on that hypocrisy. And he was all about man's carnal nature. He felt like rather than having to apologize for your being... One should embrace 
those desires. He feels like the seven deadly sins are a good starting point, which those are Catholicism, not straight Christianity, but we all know greed, pride, lust, wrath, envy, gluttony, and I'm missing one, but off the top of my head, you know, the seven deadly sins. There's a whole movie about it with Brad Pitt with a head in a box at the end. Spoiler alert. LeVay feels like that's a good thing. He feels like you should be embracing everything you can about the seven deadly sins. <clears throat> so, not being a man for theory, LeVay created his belief system somewhere between religion, philosophy, psychology, and carnival, freely appropriating science, mythology, fringe beliefs, and play. His core goal was always indulgence and vital existence, based on the vices and the desires of the self-made man. Again, he's all about living up the human best life. Like, he's looking for a religion that embraces just doing what you want. There is a caveat, which we'll get into more so in the later episodes, but I'll mention it here. With He says, do whatever you want, so long as it does not harm your fellow man. He does at least say that. So as long as you're not harming others, do whatever the hell, pun intended, you want to do, and just celebrate your life. He feels like man themselves should take the throne of being the gods in their lives. There should be no deities, no whatever. He doesn't say, like, worship this horned fool, the devil kind of thing. He's saying Satanism embraces humanism to the extreme, though. It's almost like a societal religion the way it's written like some of it reads really dryly we'll get into that in the future episodes but i'm gonna do my best to break it down make it a little more interesting for you to understand what's going on and what's being mentioned <clears throat> but uh satanism has been around for probably as long as christianity has because if you're if there's people worshiping one there's got to be somebody worshiping the other but there was never an official satanic church there was never, like, a straight-up religion with a dogmatic doctrine. Yes, even Satanism uses dogma, just not in the same sense of Christianity. <clears throat> so, LeVay decided to take all of those previous and fine-tune the religion, get a following for the religion. And while he was at it, he named himself the head priest of the religion, and uh, a lot of Catholic people started calling him the Black Pope, because he was knight to the Catholic Pope's day, if you will, the yin to the yang. People felt like that was a great comparison. And a little bit on that, it says, uh, On the last night of April of 1966, Walpurgisnacht, the most important festival of the believers in witchcraft, LeVay shaved his head in the tradition of ancient executioners and announced the formation of the Church of Satan. He had seen the need for a church that would recapture man's body and his carnal desires as objects of celebration. Since worship of fleshly things produces pleasure, he said, there would then be a temple of glorious indulgence. Now, a fun little aside, when I was looking up all this information on LeVay and the kind of man he was, I read about this thing where he shaved his head and supposedly he did it from his own mouth as this like big thing in the tradition of these executioners, but then there's some supporting evidence that he shaved his head because he lost a bet. So, I mean, take how you will, grain of salt. 
pick what you want to believe on that. Can't deny the fact that the man had a pretty big following, and there's people that praise him all day long. In the next segment, I'm going to read you a little bit of that praise from one of his uh, maguses. I think it's what his title was, according to the Bible. He says, unlike the founders of other religions who claimed exalted inspiration delivered through some supernatural entity, LaVey readily acknowledged that he used his own faculties to synthesize Satanism. So again, he's not saying that the devil spoke to him. He's not saying that a demon spoke to him. He's not, none of that. He's saying like, look, I want a religion that is going to let me celebrate fucking. It's going to let me celebrate being gluttonous, where my birthday is the most important day because I am my own God in this world, with no fear of any damnation in the afterlife. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life, and I'm going to have a Bible that supports that theory. Now, it can be argued that with each of the different translations of the Christian Bible, the same thing was done. I remember hearing once that there was a whole deal where a King James couldn't get a divorce, so he like modified part of the text. Again, speculation, we don't know. But he modified what, some of the verses to where he was then allowed himself to divorce his wives without fear of condemnation. The people with the power make the rules. You know that saying as well as I do. Money and power buy you a lot in this world, both physically and spiritually or religiously. But LeVay, he just wanted followers, he wanted money, he wanted sex, he wanted pride, he wanted all the good food, all the pleasure. He was like, uh, Emperor Caligula comes to mind from an old story I read way back in high school. But the name Caligula is associated with just straight up gluttonous fornication, lust, fucking eating all the pleasures of the earthly coil. <clears throat> Caligula was notorious or just wanting everything. And that's the closest comparison that I'm personally able to draw to LaVey. Like he wanted to just be able to imbibe and do everything that he wanted to do with no fucking consequence, no retaliation, no damnation. He was going to do things his way. And if other people didn't like it, he didn't fucking care because he had a Bible now that said he could. I mean, he wrote the Bible. So yeah, obviously it says you can. And he was just going to live his life, his physical life, the way he wanted to. And he was going to just let his ego take over, no repercussions, no anything. He was a man who knew what he wanted, had an idea how to get it, and decided to make a religion and write up a holy text about it. And I use the word holy just in the sense of religion, not saying it's an endorsement or anything against Satanism. Again, not my point. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just explaining to the best of my ability all of this to you. <clears throat> but even on his deathbed, LeVay held to his guns. He was like, nope, I, he's, I regret nothing. I lived my life the way I wanted to live it. And now I go off to whatever the afterlife is and I am content. That's obviously paraphrase. I wasn't there when the man died, but I've read a little bit about him. He was just so fulfilled with his life because he lived it on his terms the way he wanted and he believed what he wrote because when he was dying he stuck to it he didn't say oh i need to change i need to repent no he he made the satanic bible 
he fine-tuned Satanism as an official religion in 1966, laid a lot of the groundwork for that, and stuck to it his whole life. He lived his life the way he wanted to. Hell, the man had a Nubian lion as a pet that he used to take on walks. He did not give two shits what anybody thought. He was living life to satisfy himself. And that is the essence of Satanism. Just live your life to satisfy yourself because you are your own master. Now, what I'm about to read is little blurbs, clips from an introduction to the Satanic Bible by Magus Peter H. Gilmore. He says, I first encountered Anton Zandor LaVey through the Satanic Bible at the age of 13 when I was an avowed atheist. Not being partial to literature promoting faith of any sort, I was pleasantly surprised that this was no rant by someone claiming direct contact with Satan. Now remember, I told you, LeVay just created this religion to worship himself so that men could worship themselves as their own gods. He did not claim exalted inspiration for the writing of the Bible. And this is, ties in with that. He straight says, it wasn't by someone claiming direct contact with Satan. <clears throat> Instead, I found a common-sense, rational, materialist philosophy, along with theatrical ritual techniques, meant as self-transformative psychodrama. Here was a tool perfectly suited to my nature as a means for getting the most out of my life. I knew that atheist was no longer sufficient as a designation for myself. This book led me to meet and befriend LeVay, working with him to administer the church he created, and finally to succeed him as the second high priest of the Church of Satan. It is one of Anton LaVey's numerous talents that his written words are vivid, brimming with his distinct personality. His well-wrought phrases give the sense of encountering the man himself, and such an impression is not a delusion. When my wife and I met the doctor, we agreed that here was exactly the man we had dared to expect from reading his books. His blasphemously named Church of Satan was consciously designed to be an adversary to existing spiritual belief systems. It was the first organization promulgating a religious philosophy championing Satan as a symbol of liberty and individualism. Concerning his role as founder, he said that if he didn't do it himself, someone else, perhaps less qualified, would have. His perceptive insights thus led him to give a proper name to a human type that has always been a part of our species. <clears throat> there is nothing to fear in the Satanic Bible, for it will not transform you into something that you are not. It cannot convert you or persuade you in directions not inherent in your nature. Its power lies in its ability to show you what you are through your reaction to its contents. Embrace them and your life shall gain a new focus, for you will have sharpened your understanding of yourself and you'll see more clearly how you differ from those around you. Reject some or all of the hard-nosed postulates and you are free to move on towards whatever other spiritual or conceptual haven that provides you with satisfaction. However, you will no longer be ignorant of what it means to be a Satanist. If you've grasped these fundamentals and have the talent to read people, you might notice that there are such individuals about you, and like LeVay himself, that they are some of the most just and fascinating folks you'll ever have the pleasure of knowing. 
Again, that was from Magus Peter H. Gilmore, High Priest, Church of Satan. So clearly, he was influenced by LeVay when he discovered the Satanic Bible at the age of 13. He had been an atheist up to that point. He read the Satanic Bible and decided that atheism was no longer a strong enough following for him, even though atheism is the follow of nothing. I understand that. But he just could not identify with atheism after talking to LeVay, reading the Satanic Bible that LeVay had written with all the postulates in it. He decided that this was him as well. So clearly, the stuff LeVay writes can get through to some people, reach people, shape people, mold people, turn them into Satanists. Just like any other religion, people flock to what they flock to, and it's on them. You can be Christian, Catholic, Pagan, Buddhist, Wiccan, Satanist, like the list goes on. Shinto, what, I don't know. More religions than can be named. I know there's some big ones, but there's so many religions. After reading what this guy wrote, this Peter decided, hey, I'm not an atheist anymore. I believe this. I believe I'm my own God. All the stuff that LeVay talks about in the Bible, which we'll be getting into the meat of in the future episodes in the series. So clearly the man had a talent for persuading people to see things from his point of view. Now, following this, I'm going to be reading you a couple of uh, direct introductions written by LeVay when he wrote the work. So these next few uh, passages will be from LeVay himself. The Preface to the Satanic Bible This book was written because, with very few exceptions, every tract and paper, every secret grimoire, and all the great works on the subject of magic are nothing more than sanctimonious fraud, guilt-ridden ramblings and esoteric gibberish by chroniclers of magical lore unable or unwilling to present an objective view of the subject. <laughs> the true magus knows that occult bookshelves abound with the brittle relics of frightened minds and sterile bodies, metaphysical journals of self-deceit, and constipated rule books of Eastern mysticism. Far too long has the subject of satanic magic and philosophy been written down by wild-eyed journalists of the right-hand path. The old literature is the byproduct of brains festering with fear and defeat, written unknowingly for the assistance of those who really rule the earth and who, from their hellish thrones, laugh with noisome mirth. The flames of hell burn brighter for the kindling supplied by these volumes of hoary misinformation and false prophecy. Herein, you will find truth and fantasy. Each is necessary for the other to exist, but each must be recognized for what it is. What you see may not always please you, but you will see. Here's a satanic thought from a truly satanic point of view. The Prologue The gods of the right-hand path have bickered and quarreled for an entire age of earth. Each of these deities and the respective priests and ministers have attempted to find wisdom in their own lies. The ice age of religious thought can last but a limited time in this great scheme of human existence. The gods of wisdom defiled have had their saga, and their millennium hath become as reality. Each with his own divine path to paradise hath accused the other of heresies and spiritual indiscretions. 
The ring of the Nibelungen doth carry an everlasting curse, but only because those who seek it think in terms of good and evil, themselves being at all times good. The gods of the past have become as their own devils in order to live. Feebly their ministers play the devil's game to fill their tabernacles and pay the mortgages on their temples. Alas, too long have they studied righteousness and poor and incompetent devils they make. So they all join hands in brotherly unity, and in their desperation go to Valhalla for their last great ecumenical council. Draweth near in the gloom the twilight of the gods. The ravens of night have flown forth to summon Loki, who hath set Valhalla aflame with the searing trident of the inferno. The twilight is done. A glow of new light is born out of the night, and Lucifer is risen once more to proclaim, This is the age of Satan. Satan rules the earth. The gods of the unjust are dead. This is the morning of magic and undefiled wisdom. The flesh prevaileth, and a great church shall be builded, consecrated in its name. No longer shall man's salvation be dependent on his self-denial. And it will be known that the world of the flesh and the living shall be the greatest preparation for any and all eternal delights. Rege Satanis, Ave Satanis, Hail Satan. Anton Zandor LeVay. <clears throat> so clearly, the man holds some very strong beliefs about the Eastern mysticism, as he calls it, other religions. He mentions Valhalla, which is... Norse, Viking, religious. He mentions Loki, but then he mentions Satan coming, and the end there that Regi Satanus, Ave Satanus, Hail Satan, obviously is his exclamation that it is Satan's time. Very shortly following that, we have the nine satanic statements. Again, LeVay wrote this, so these are from him. The nine satanic statements, number one. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Again, that means indulge. Don't abstain. Go for it. Don't feel bad and not do it because you're going to go to hell for it. Live up to your fulfillment of your desires in your life because there is no damnation or punishment as a result of your choices. Number two, Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Again, live your life. Live your life to the fullest. Fuck these views of the afterlife that people have because they're not real. Number three. <clears throat> Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Sorry. <clears throat> what this means basically goes back to the tent example I gave towards the beginning of the episode. Where the guys were staring carnally at the strippers, dancers, what have you. And then the following day they were going to church and atoning for it. No, he wants undefiled wisdom. Not the hypocritical, hey, I did this, I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry. Because I'm going to do it anyways. <clears throat> Number four. Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it. Instead of love wasted on ingrates. Like the golden rule comes to mind, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, but that's the Christian take. The satanic take, spoiler for a future episode, part of a discussion, says do unto others as they have done unto you. 
tells you not to waste your niceness, your niceties on people that are just going to shit all over you, basically. Also, number five, <clears throat> Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Basically, you're weak-willed if you turn the other cheek, according to LeVay. If somebody wrongs you, it is your duty, your right, your obligation to wrong them back and seek out your own justice for that wronging. Number six, Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Now, he gets into psychic vampires later in the Bible, but a uh, brief breakdown for you here. Just like energy vampires, people that drain on you and they always want you to do for them, but they're never willing to do for you. Talks about how to recognize them, cut them off, and make it so that they're the ones who are suffering rather than them draining you and hurting you. Number seven. Satan represents man as just another animal. Sometimes better, more often worse, than those that walk on all fours, who, because of his divine spiritual and intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all. Again, my interpretation, because that's all I can offer you, is talking about the religions that try to rule people. Because past the collection plate, fear of hell, you sin, you're going to hell, you don't give money, you're going to hell. He's basically saying we're the most vicious, because you think back to my episode on tattoos, and the damnation of the new versus the old in the Christian Bible. And you think how many people these days still twist and contort the views given to us in the Bible to fit some narrative that they're trying to push on other people rather than focusing on the truth of it that is presented in the later parts of the book, namely the New Testament. So those same people that welcome you to church are judging you behind your back, some of them are judging you to your face, and they're not being nice about it. They're vicious, the most vicious animal of all, <clears throat> according to Satanic Statement number seven. Number eight, Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. As I mentioned earlier, the seven deadly sins are a great starting point, according to Satanism, because if you indulge in those... You are working towards fulfilling your life. You're gratifying yourself physically, mentally, or emotionally with all of them. And the ninth and final satanic statement. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had, as he has kept it in business all these years. And to that point, I kind of have to agree with that one, because no religion could survive if they couldn't fearmonger their followers into doing what they wanted them to do. So there you get a look at some of LeVay's initial thoughts. Again, that goes with the man, because the man had the thoughts. He wrote them down when he made this Bible. I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm a Satanist. I'm not saying, oh my God, you should be a Satanist. I'm just saying, he makes sense if you read it from just a personal like, point of view. Like, hey, fuck all these people that try to force me to follow their ways by scaring me into obeisance. Like, if I'm going to obey, follow, or whatever, a religion, it should be on my own terms. It should be because I have ascribed to that religion, because I have chosen that religion. Not because I'm scared of what's going to happen to me if I don't. Fear, while a powerful motivator, is also a pretty short-lived motivator. Because, at least most of us, 
tend to think about things, be capable of pretty deep thought. And we're not going to live our lives through a scope of fear on a daily basis just because, oh, what might happen if I do or don't do this, if I say or don't say that? No. Fuck that. So I will say, to LeVay's credit, given his background and what he did with this founding of Satanism, he does make some valid points. And as I've told you before, my personal religious views, moot point when it comes to this podcast. Moot point. I will say, not a Satanist. <clears throat> I will say, not a Christian. I will say, not a Catholic. Oh my God, he's running out of religions. Don't worry about it. All I'm trying to do is help you think and figure stuff out. So this was our look at the man behind the religion, some of his personal thoughts, some feedback regarding the man from some of his most close followers. The man who succeeded him as the second high priest of Satanism when he passed away. So now you have a little bit, hopefully, better understanding of LeVay and what he wanted to accomplish with the Satanic Bible. Next week's episode, we're going to go ahead and get into the meat of it. We'll go book by book, chapter by chapter. I'm trying to keep the time frame down. I think I might be a little over my goal here, but we'll make it work. So be sure to subscribe, like, share, tune in. Definitely, definitely subscribe so you don't miss any episodes if you're into any of what I'm talking about. And if ever you feel so obligated or so touched upon as to support my work, because I have to actually purchase my materials here for my research for these episodes. So if you ever feel so inclined, that's what I was looking for, not obligated, sorry, brain fart. If you ever feel so inclined as to support me, please consider there's a support link at the end of the podcast, depending which platform you're listening on. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash alexparkview slash support. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of my deep dive into the Satanic Bible. As always, hit me up with any questions you might have, any topics you might want covered regarding the framework, the lens of Satanism, or that you want to look at through the lens of Satanism, I should say, at Twist of Faith Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. <clears throat> and again, just thank you for your time and please share it around. Again, I'm your host, Alex Parkview, and this has been A Twist of Faith.